Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants podcast. Hello. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And we are the aforementioned Two Drunk Accountants. Yeah. Um, just a bit of housekeeping, Dan. Mm. First of all, thank you to Cat's Accountants. Thank you to Cat's Accountants for, for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. And when we say sponsoring, we mean just giving us the time and the mm. room to record it in. And And when we mean giving us the time and the room to record it in, we mean... That's our accounting firm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. Another housekeeping thing I thought mm. we should mention at the top. Yep. Is we will be at the Accounting Business Expo in March. We will be. We will be there. Bit risque putting the business and the expo right next to each other. Do you reckon like the, the just the sound it can make like business, business expo? Because expo. Mm. there is a sexpo already. Biz sexpo. <laughs> like if I really mumbled, you could get away with that. Well, there is a networking book in the room, which may have <laughs> some relation to the accounting business sexpo. But uh, so we will be there, and thanks for having us there. <laughs> <laughs> you can expect much more of this banter in the lead up to uh, the accounting business expo, yeah, where no. we will be doing some recordings. Yeah, we're going to be hopefully interviewing a whole bunch of people, and and um, if you're going to be there, give us a shout out. We'd love to say good day. Yeah. And uh, if there's anyone in particular you'd like us to speak to or if you'll have some good knowledge or something that you'd like to hear more from, um, yeah, let us know as well and we'll try and tee it up. For sure. It, there's uh, some murmurs of a panel which mm. you or I or potentially both of us may be on. There is murmurs. There is murmurs. So, let's, let's just keep an eye out for that. You, <laughs> you'll, you'll see us post about it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we could, <laughs> if we, we post remember. all the time. <laughs> Uh, classic. Uh, All right, Tim, let's start with what is the Tim, Tim and Dan Lowe. That's pretty good. I thought that was good too. I felt I had really good bass note there and you had a really good eye <laughs> note. I think that worked well. Uh, Tim, how was your week? Uh, it's good, Dan. Um, although I do have something awkward that's happening today and I want to talk about it with you. <laughs> okay, is it to do with Valentine's Day? Oh, geez, I totally forgot about that that was something i was going to mention <laughs> lucky girl yeah valentine's day it's not huge on my radar mm. um which jade is not a huge fan of but mm. um well if you put it down the list valentine's day birthdays christmas all the times to make a feel special <laughs> <laughs> i did remind jade this morning i was like just a reminder you got me nothing for my birthday last year <laughs> So, don't expect much for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just saying. Fair enough. Just saying. Fair enough. Can't give nothing and expect it all in return. No, that's that's very true. Yeah. All right. So, what's the awkward thing happening today, Tim? Uh, well... Apart from that exchange this morning. You might know... <laughs> <laughs> you might notice my hair is quite long at the moment, Dan. I do. You're looking a bit scruffy. I am... You're like getting Dan scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the midst of changing hairdressers. Mm, it's at a least tough time. sampling a change. Mm. Because I was going to go to a hairdresser today and it just didn't work out, mm. right? And that's my norm, mm -hmm. my normal one. Mm -hmm. And um, look, she had to cancel, I understand. 
that's fair enough. And I've had to rearrange last minute to the new barber mm. up the street from us. Yep. But I feel like I'm cheating, you know? No, I feel like I'm backstabbing and just... I completely understand that. And as, you know, a, a lot of... Um, I know that, for instance, my, my partner, Kat, you know, you, they have... Women often have, an, have a hairdresser and mm. they go to that person. Yes. Men, more often than not, kind of have a place they go to, <laughs> but there's not always a specific person. True. I have a person. Yeah. So, you have so, a person, which makes it harder to change. Mm. Um, I think it does. it's it's really personal. I'm, I book appointments by messaging her on Facebook. Mm. So, mm. it's pretty, yeah. So, I mean, that if you awkward. want to help me navigate this mm. social dilemma, mm. please message two drunk accountants and just let me know if yeah. there's anything I should do. Like, is, is, is it kosher to just move on and never speak again? So, have you seen the episode of Seinfeld where <laughs> Jerry gets the terrible haircut? He's had the uh, ha- same hairdresser for years. Yes, I have. And like the guy's brother that works, and he's the brother so that works good. in the same barber. I love that. Gives one. great haircuts, and he like they have to sneak like yeah. hide behind his back. And he's trying, <laughs> yeah, he's trying to like get the barber that he wants. Yeah, he like uh, turns up and he's like, "This is a Jerry's hair." <laughs> Because he's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Jerry's getting a secret haircut at his yeah. house and the barber turns up at the front door. Oh, his apartment. All the, uh, all the barbers love Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Like, they always watch Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that so is good. a great episode. That's, what I, that's me right now. That's what you're going through. That's I know. what you're going through. So, are you going to turn up? Like, if this barber does a terrible job, are you going to go back to the other one and she's going to be <laughs> well, like, what the, happened here? That's the awkward thing. Where did you go? I know. I just assumed you'd have an afro. I'm very worried. I'm yeah. very worried about this. Mm. So, yeah. If you've navigated this before, mm. please tell me what I need to do right now mm. because I have no idea. Mm. It's a tough one. I want to message her and just be like, look, Hey, I'm trying something new. Mm. It's nothing you've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just let her down gently. But then at the same time, is that just... She wouldn't have even known and I should just move well, on. The other part of that life. is, Tim, is that... Um, how much does a hair cut cost? Like $26 or something. 26 bucks, right? I think it's going to cost more at this barber. So, when... Which I'm not a like huge fan Her of. main clients would be people spending 200 exactly on hair. She probably doesn't even care that you didn't come in. That's what, exactly. That's what I mean. Let, like, let me she, point this out. You were cancelled today. <laughs> <laughs> no one else was cancelled. I'm important, Dan. Yeah. I'm special. <laughs> you were cancelled, but everyone else's important appointments remained. My hair is a snowflake. Yeah. It's unique and it has its own <laughs> things. All right, it needs to be cared for. <laughs> Uh, you don't think I got this good-looking hair <laughs> by its own self, no, right? I've seen the progression in the hair, and I think you know you've got a winning you've got a winning thing at the moment. <laughs> but I don't know; it's a risk. It's a risk. Oh, we should probably stop talking about my hairdresser. Maybe, maybe we should move on. We may have digressed earlier. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Um, my week um, has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nothing really new no. happening. Uh, it just rained uh. a lot. All weekend, um, plenty of floods weekend? around here. People like some of our staff have had to um, yeah. move house and and all sorts of things. Horrible. So yeah, so all, all sorts of things it's going on. Fires, it's it's, it's floods. floods. Exactly. So yeah, not much is happening with me. Australia I don't have any weather. moral dilemmas going on in my life right now. Mm. Mm. Okay. So let's move on. <laughs> 
Let's move on to the business update. Business update. Now, I have a fantastic business update for you, Tim. Good. I was listening... uh, A podcast that I occasionally listen to is one um, released by the ABC. Oh, cool. And it's called uh, uh, Background Briefing. Okay. And what they do is they kind of just dive into a story that's in the news that's been, you know, someone's been investigating it for a while and they just... They they give the detail of whatever this story is. And it could be anything from like... Um, one of the episodes recently was about a guy who targeted victims on Tinder and they're talking mm. about that. Another one was um, uh, welfare to worse. Like, there's, there's this all sorts of okay. stories that they investigate. Interesting. But this one, this particular one, um, made my eyeballs perk up when I saw it. Eyeballs? Eyeballs, because I'm not listening to it at the point. So, like, my perk- hearing didn't, my ears didn't perk. Perky eyeballs. Perky eyeballs. Okay. Um, and it was called... Inside the brazen tax scam where the homeless are made company directors. What? So, we've all heard of phoenixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, this is when there's a a company who's racked up these huge debts. Normally, there's a lot of tax debt involved. Mm. It could be super. It could be creditors. And essentially, what they do is they go, all right, well, this company has gone bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And they just set up shop in another company and start trading the same business essentially again. Yeah. Now, this is illegal. That's Phoenix activity. Yeah. That's Mm. that's illegal. It's called Phoenixing because of it's like Phoenix rises from the ashes. Exactly. It burns and then the same business can just rise from the Mm. ashes and just keep going again. Mm. And, you know, sometimes there's legitimate causes of that. Mm. Um, Most of the time, it would be people just trying to get away with their debts and things and, and whatnot. And something that people sometimes do is because as a director, um, the rules have changed a bit that if a business does go under, like a company does go under, um, because normally directors aren't liable for any debts of the business, but because you're in charge of it, if you haven't paid tax, super, Mm. you know, PYG withholding that is, and super and a few other things, uh, and I think that's about to be GST as well, um, you can become personally liable for it because you yep. were responsible to do it. And then there's a few rules in there, like if you didn't report it in a certain time period, but yeah. that, that can happen. Yeah, definitely. It's a risk. Yeah, it's definitely a risk. So, more often than not, you know, if, it's, if you've done the right thing, these people close this business, the director's off the hook and they move on. But if you haven't done the right thing, you could be up for a lot of money. Mm. So, what this specific tax firm and this specific guy mm-hmm. did um, is they would go find some random homeless guy or a drug addict or something that they just pick up from these random places and be like, hey, you want to earn 400 bucks today? Oh. And they'd be like, yeah. Mm. All right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign you over as director of this company for me. You just have to, it's just a name, it's just paper. You sit there and you don't worry about it and wow. it's all good. And then they'd bankrupt the company and there'd be all this super owed, all this stuff, and then suddenly this this either homeless guy or, or whatever starts getting mail to say, here's a director's penalty notice. You're personally responsible for Question. this Question. Yeah. How does a homeless guy get mail? Yeah. Well, more, more often than not, they it were homeless. address. Yeah. They, they were like semi-homeless or like just yeah. big drug addicts with no money or, or they were renting a place. Sure. And they, yeah. yeah. They would need to have an address yeah. for part of this plan. Exactly. That's very important. Because yeah. I mean, to be a director of a company with asset, you need an address. Oh, and, and I think a lot of the addresses were the accounting firm's address. Oh, God. But, you know, the ATO are crafty. They find people. So, yeah. um, they'd find them. Um, and some of them were like little old people and all, all sorts of things. What? Um, anyway, so they'd start getting these notices to say like, 
director's penalty notice, you owe all this money, blah, 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 blah. And they've never heard of any of this stuff. Wow. They had nothing to do with that no company. Way. But in the meantime, the actual director of that company just goes set up a new one and just continue. Jesus. So that's... With some other person. With no, no, it's because it's, it's his own name to begin with. And then when it goes bad, they switch it and backdate it. Oh, and then he puts his own name on it again. Correct. Oh, my God. Because so he's never been found out to be part of a business that's gone under because they backdate when the director's changed. So, it could be like from day one, suddenly it was some other guy. So, have they made them accountable? So, this is not where it's... This is like, it's not worst yet. (laughs) Really? Yeah. What happens is... So, this person agreed to be a director of a company for for 400 bucks because they were desperate. Yeah. Um, And they agreed to do it for that one company. They signed all the paper... But more often than not, and with several of these people, it was found out that they were made directors of, say, 40 companies. (laughs) So, this one, Uh, and what it sounds like is this one accounting firm and specifically one business just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And they'd use the same person, even though they never agreed. They agreed to the first one, but not to the next 30. Wow. And so, this, you know, there's a few interviews with these people who, who were just like, have you heard the names of these companies? I'm like, nope, never heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. I agreed to be a director for a day for 400 yeah, bucks for that. Yeah, yeah. But there was, yeah, 40 other companies that had been gone bankrupt with all these debts and super and whatnot. And mm. suddenly these people were directly liable for it. Wow. Um, and I, I didn't, didn't really go through the end of the process, but they tried to interview. So the guy's name, the director of all these companies, his name is Jesus. And I don't think he's really been caught yet. Jesus. <laughs> but the accounting firm that was doing it, yeah. um, they almost got an interview with the guy who ran the accounting firm. He agreed and then the same day pulled out wow. because his lawyers had done, told him. And he said, oh, the ATO reviewed our stuff and we're clean. And, but now the accounting firm has been shut down. Whoa. But no surprise. Yeah. So, and I, I hope that these poor people aren't mm. held liable because there's things about shadow directors and, mm. and, and whatnot, people who are actually controlling the company yeah. are responsible and... and but how insane wow. is that? Wow. So, it'd be like... I can't believe someone's actually tried that. I mean... Yeah. But oh. and not just once. Like, hundreds of times. Wow. Wow. How crazy is that story? That's, that's mental. Yeah, that's like one step further than phoenixing. How many companies could a person have anyway that are all going down the gurgler? Well, it, like, I think it would just, just be like they'd trade for a year, they'd rack up all these debts, they'd never pay any tax, they'd close it and they'd start money. a new one. And that's how yeah. they made money. Yeah. <sighs> And you can imagine you can that, you know, the accounting free. firm might that. be like, oh, you know, currently you owe 100 grand in, in debt um, for, or, for 10 grand. Yeah. We'll, we'll wipe that for you. Yeah, I could definitely see mm. I could definitely see them offering that as a yeah. service. Oh, but apparently they'd like approach, like there'd be a guy who was in charge of finding these people to make directors and like <sighs> approach them in, in like a petrol station like things and be like, wow, in diners and stuff and, and just be like, oh, hey, how'd Jesus. you like to make some money and... So, uh, accountants, if you're looking for a new service to offer your clients, <laughs> I hear there's some strong profits in... Mm. Uh, geez, Crazy. just bad. Disgusting. Disgusting. Horrible people. Mm. Horrible people. Anyway, I thought that was a good... Um, that's really good. Business no, update. You, you, I like a business update like that, Dan. Mm. And you've just made me think about another story that I heard during the week, mm. which I will use next week cool. as a business update. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. All right, Tim. Do you have a tight or time ass tip? Yes, this week, very quick time ass tip. Ooh. Because, you know, if it's a time ass tip, then... Make it quick. We want to make it quick, right? Mm. Yeah. So... And there it is. 
Just be quick. <laughs> no, uh, this week's time ass tip is Windows 10. Turn on your facial recognition. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that as well, yeah. actually. This is uh, thanks to Leon Black. Leon Black. Inspired text. He's mm-hmm. a fan of the podcast, been on the podcast before. Yep. Will be on again sometime, I'm sure. Absolutely. I was at his office, actually, during the week, and I was uh, using a pin to log into my Surface Pro. Mm, like a schmuck. Yeah, like a schmuck. Like a schmohawk, <laughs> basically. And, uh, and yeah, he was like, what are you doing? Use your face to sign in. Mm. And I was like, I want to do that right mm. now. And so, it's very easy. If you're on Windows 10, I think it's Windows 10 only, mm. go to the little uh, magnifying glass thing mm. and start typing in face sign in mm. and then it'll come up with set up face sign in mm. and then all you gotta do is like click a button uses the camera at the front of your computer yeah, to this scan is a, your face assuming you have a camera on the front yeah, of your computer yeah mm. it, it's especially effective if you have a laptop mm. in Windows 10 mm-hmm. laptops probably have a webcam yep. built in it'll scan your face and then you plug in your pin and then from that point on, it can use your face to log in. Mm. And I got to say, Dan, it's much quicker. Every time you do it, you yes. probably save a good 15 seconds, mm. which is a lot. So, here's my, every day. here's my counter to that. Don't counter. I'm countering. No. Um, so, I agree. It's fantastic. <laughs> but the current placement of where my computer stand uh, sits in regards to my other screens. Yeah. Is scanning the side of your head? Yeah, it's slightly to the side and it's almost under a screen mm. and it cuts off a little bit. And so it spends a good 10 seconds trying to read my face oh. and then tells me it can't. Oh. So to log in, I actually have to move my computer uh. to do it. It ruins it. I could move the you computer could to permanently just record to more spot. scans of your face in that spot because you can just mm. keep recording them and it just keeps improving it. That'd be a good idea. You should do that. I should do that. Because I recorded two, one with glasses, mm. one without. And then I recorded an extra one when I had my phone headset on. Mm. It couldn't it couldn't log me in. <laughs> so, I recorded another one then. That's good. Yeah. I Works like well. That. Yeah. Great so time. Look I into that him. one. Look into it. It's just, yeah, it doesn't sound like much of a time saving, but it saves you energy mm-hmm. and forgetting what your pin is. Because mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yep. Especially when it has to change regularly. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to our main topic. Mm-hmm. Today's main topic <laughs> is going to be... Uh, We're just staring at each other. <laughs> what was today's main topic? Uh, no, today's main topic is talking about, Tim? Defining roles. Defining your roles. So, um, this is something that might not seem like, you know, why are they covering this? But it surprisingly, mm. is something that a lot of people don't do. And it's also Definitely. very effective when you do do it. And it kind of yeah. follows on a little bit from last week's episode, which was the business plan. Mm. Because part of that might be identifying that you're being inefficient mm-hmm. or you might need excess staff, like extra yeah. staff and all sorts of things. So, the first step in all of that, and I think even when we spoke about employing people, mm. the mm. first step we said was define the role. So, if you've yeah. already defined roles, mm. you can skip that essentially. Like, you're yeah. almost... It's a breeze. No, I think, yeah, you're right, Dan. Like, I think it's a really important thing for a business mm. and something that you need to constantly mm. think about and, and I guess, play with mm. because it's never perfect. No. And as things change in the business, mm-hmm. so will the roles. Exactly. As people develop and grow, so will their roles. Yeah. So, and, you know, you, you don't want to get to a point where everyone's completely rigid and don't move around. Like, you don't want mm-hmm. that, but you want 
to at least have a definition about what they're supposed to be doing most of mm. the time. And, and, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why, which we'll lay out. But there's kind of two sides to this. There's defining your team's roles and the, mm. and the roles needed. But then there's also defining your role. Yes. And the different hats, you know, we refer to mm. that for a while, the different hats that you're currently wearing that could be better positioned on other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I think like... Um, there's a few analogies that you can use in terms of comparing this to well-oiled machines and mm-hmm. how other big businesses, very complex businesses, um, define their roles. Yeah, so let's run through a few of those, Tim. Yeah, so the first one is like a production line. Production line. Mm-hmm. So, you could, you could look at your business like a production line. Yep. Um, the most famous production line in my knowledge, is um, Ford, Henry T. Ford. Exactly, the the T-model. Yeah, T-model, just pumping out cars because Mm -hmm. he um, made people's um, role on the production chain specific. So, they were doing the same thing over and over. Now, we're not saying that's what you do with your team, Mm. but that is the concept or Mm -hmm. the philosophy. So, how can we make things more efficient Mm. in our overall flow in the business Mm by going, well, you just do this area mm-hmm. and that's going to work because I'm going to do this area mm-hmm. which feeds into your area. Yeah. Um, and so, everyone knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. The other good one is the airplane analogy. Yep. Or aeroplane. Mm. Um, I was confused <laughs> by that. Aeroplane or airplane? I don't know yet. I always say aeroplane, but I spell it airplane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> aeroplane. <laughs> Is that an Australian thing? It must Aeroplane? be. Must be. Anyway. Aeroplane jelly. That's probably Aero- why we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> Australians, we always use like brands mm. for things like Esky. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, Jaffel. Yeah. Well, I think Americans are worse Brevel. than that. Hoovering the floor. Yeah. Made a Kleenex. <laughs> so, I've got a mate who's a Kiwi and he always rips into me about like, I call the Esky an Esky. Mm. He calls it a, a chili bin. <laughs> Chili bin. Chili bin. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the, 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 aeroplane. the aeroplane. Yeah, so an aeroplane, I mean, if you think about it, when you catch a plane, um, there's a very complex series of events leading from you getting from A to B. Mm-hmm. And so, there's people giving you tickets. Well, not these days. You check in at the computer. But mm. um, then there's the baggage handlers. There's the person that snubs your ticket as you're going onto the plane. The person that makes sure you're in the seat. There's the, the team on the ground who've put your luggage on the plane, who've refueled the plane, who've exactly. put the provisions on the plane. The catering. Yeah. The Not to mention the pilots. The pilots. Then there's the cabin crew who've gone yeah. out and cleaned up the seats and, and put little pillows on exactly, everyone's seat. Exactly right. So, all of those people have a role. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about that analogy that's really cool is if one of those people doesn't do their role, then the plane probably, will, probably won't get from A to B. Yeah. So, yes the pilot might be the most important. And that mm. could be the analogy in a company of the CEO, yeah. for example. So, they're, they're leading the way and mm. they're probably more in control of who's doing what tasks. And mm-hmm. Especially if the pilot isn't there, well, the plane won't even get off the ground. No. So, um, or like you might look at that as your most important employee or team members that are mm. going to do the billable work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's the other roles that are really important to support that mm. in their different ways. Exactly. You know, the cabin crew could be thought of as customer service. You mm-hmm. know, one, it's going to make it more efficient to get people on and off the plane, which means more planes can move quicker. But yeah. but also, if people don't have a good experience, they're not coming back on your plane. Exactly. So, so that's crucial as well. Yeah. And then, obviously, 
regardless, if you've got the cabin crew there, you've got all your bags in the plane, the pilots are there ready to go, but no one's fueled the plane, That's it's also not going anywhere. It's yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah, or yeah. it's going somewhere, but not exactly where you want it to go. Yeah, so that's a good one because it shows that each role has significance yeah regardless of whether you think it has significance yeah so that's what you really want to get on paper is Mm. each of those inputs into the overall process of delivering Mm. whatever you do whether that be a service or a product or manufacturing Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be Mm. you need to get it onto paper Mm -hmm. or in your in your head but preferably on paper Mm. and um and document it and figure out what's the best fit, like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, and there's there's many, and it's if you're a small business, it's not as simple as that. Always, you know, if, especially if you're a really small team, often roles flow into each other. Yeah. You know, two people might be responsible for the same kind of thing, but yes. then also have different responsibilities out of that. It is a, a little bit more complex than the simple models suggest, but it's the, as Tim was saying, it's the same philosophy, it's mm. the same idea, and there are a number of reasons why it's a good idea to do this. Mm. The, the first one off the top of my head is by defining roles, you can define performance. Yeah, And true. people will understand what it is that they're going to be measured against. Mm-hmm. So, if we go back to the plane idea, well, the pilot's going to be measured against whether or not they got to the destination. <laughs> uh, Let's hope. You know, Let's hope. <laughs> exactly. Uh, whether or not people were made aware of the time when they landed. <laughs> I'm not sure what else pilots do apart from that. Um <laughs> Oh, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, you get the idea that yeah. that if if they didn't know what their role was, they wouldn't know yeah. how, where to perform best. Well, they've got to turn the uh, um, seatbelt light on and off exactly. several times. Yeah, bung. <laughs> <laughs> but the the yeah. point I'm making is is that you can't perform in your job if you don't know what yeah. you're expected to perform in. Exactly. How can you expect your team mm. to be delivering? If they don't even know what they're supposed to be delivering. Exactly. And if the best person, if they don't have guidance or structure around their job and what they need to be doing, then, I mean, they'll be doing their best anyway, Mm. but it may not be exactly what you need or the customer needs or the team needs. Yeah, exactly. So, that's a good one. And another thing that, another way to think about it is, you know, there's the economic principle, you know, the, the tragedy of the commons, which is like, if you're... Um, if no one's responsible for something, everyone will abuse it kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> which is when they talk about water and air and pollution so and all that kind of stuff. But in this, con- in this context, you can think, well, if no one's responsible, no one will take initiative to then do that task. Exactly. So, if the pilot doesn't know it is his job to get from A to mm. B, um, then when the plane doesn't get there and people say, mm. why didn't you get there? And he's like, well, I didn't know it was my job to get like, why yeah. didn't the cabin crew get there? Well, you're going to have one or the other, right? You're going to have that mm. or you're going to have someone who's trying to do it all. Exactly. Which could be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which could be you burning yourself out. And we'll get to that part in a second. It's, yeah. it's very common that that is you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, what's what's another advantage to defining roles? Tim? Well, another advantage to it is um, you can actually make the role specific for people's strengths. Mm. So, once you know what the roles are and the tasks are, you can then look at the assets that you have, which are your people yep. and your team mm. and match them up to things that are most appropriate to them. Yep. So, you might actually realize, wow, we've got um, we've got Dan on uh, customer service, but he sucks. He's, he's pretty scrubby sort of bloke. He <laughs> <laughs> changes the hairdressers yeah. every week. He doesn't have a specific person he goes back to. 
So, I mean, we can't have that. We don't want people no. thinking of us like that. Mm. So, uh, we should really just get Dan out the back and making podcasts where yeah, people exactly. can't see him and yeah. his face. Dan's great with his voice, terrible with his appearance. So, let's get him on the microphone. I'm going to say, you're fully dressed in like good clothing today. I'm, I'm the one who's looking pretty scrub. <laughs> you, are. You're in, you haven't had your hair cut in weeks. You're in, <laughs> you've got your gym clothes on. Uh, yes. Which is rare, for, I think... Um, I have been wearing shorts a lot. <laughs> yeah. The weather's cooling weather's down. The weather's been cooling down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, it allows you to match team members to the appropriate mm. task or role. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And this is especially good if, say, you've had a team of, let's just say, for instance, um, salespeople, right? Yep. You've got a team of them. And at the moment, you haven't really defined what that role is and what they do, but there's several elements to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's one element that has to meet and greet people. There's another element that should be making cold calls. There's another, you know, Mm -hmm. and right now everyone's doing everything. Well, if you go, well, I know that Tim's great at greeting people. So Mm -hmm. let's make that his role. Still part of that sales team, but only he will do that. Um, and then let's go to, you know, Dan to do the cold calls because he's great at introducing new people and, yep. and stuff like that. So, yep. that's that's a really good point, Tim, that, yeah, you can pick strengths and mm. define the role around those strengths. Yep. The like tasks, that, tasks that you need. Um, yeah, so that's that's a couple of the advantages to uh, doing this. Yeah, I think uh, on that, uh, you, mm. this is one that you were... Go- well, you raised before we recorded mm. and perhaps you were going to move to next mm. was hiring. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if... if And it, it all comes back to... We did a whole episode on capacity planning. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of... Good episode. Planning out in advance about how busy you're going to be, how much resources you need. And this specifically applies to, the, um, to your employees part yeah. of it. Because if you're trying to figure out, I've got all this work on Mm. and we need help, but what is that help? What does that look like? Well, you need to be able to define what role you actually need. So, figuring out all the different roles that you've got and who's doing what, you can clearly see what the gaps are. And you can go, right, well, I know actually now, I I knew I needed help, but I didn't know that I needed help um, with this specific part of it. That's it. Um, You know, I didn't know if if we're going back to the team model forward, you know, I didn't know Mm. that there was an issue with wheels. Yeah. We need a wheels guy. We need to be putting on 200 wheels a day and we actually can only do 50 right now yeah. with our current capacity. Capacity. So, yeah. you wouldn't have known that if you didn't define those roles. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, hiring is really important to define the role that you need mm-hmm. and you, by defining everyone's role, you can see the gap and then you can define the new employee's role by yeah. filling that gap. Yeah. And I think um, moving on from that point, with existing and new team members, mm. once you've defined roles... Um, training and systemizing absolutely is so much easier mm. because you've got it written down and documented. Mm-hmm. So you've got, I mean, even if you don't have systems in place for everything, mm. at least you've got an idea of what that person should be doing, mm. and then they can work because they they'll probably have a lot of strengths in that area anyway. Mm. So they can work to start documenting each of the tasks. So this is actually something that we're doing right now. So our team here at Cats Accountants, thanks for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> uh, here, uh, we've recently taken on a number of new employees. We've got three that just started recently. Yeah. Um, and we've also had a lot of changes in softwares and things over the past couple of years. So it means that a lot of our formalized procedures and systems mm. are out of date. Yeah. Um, so when we brought on all these new employees, we've quickly realized that, hey, we need to update some of these. So, yeah. for instance, our new client liaison and admin supporter, um, I've said it 
as her task to rewrite these systems for the nice. jobs that she's doing yeah, because perfect. they're completely different. Yeah. And she started doing that. Um, so, systemizing definitely helps by defining the roles. Now, that is so key for business value, mm. which is another positive. Another of positive. Defining the role. Yeah. So, we started out, we're just defining roles. Mm-hmm. Now, we're saying this is actually going to increase the value of your business mm-hmm. because it's led to systems. Mm-hmm. It's led to efficiencies mm. and you've got a well-oiled machine that you could potentially even look at and you can be like, well, what's my role? Mm. Going to replace me mm. with a team member mm. so that I can have more time and live my life mm-hmm. or I'm going to sell the business to someone who will step into my shoes and I can yeah. say, well, this is what you need to do. Because mm. that's the thing. When, when you're selling a business, a lot of people think, oh, I'm selling the products I sell or I'm selling mm. the service that I sell. But- a lot of the time, it's actually you're selling the systems that you've That's, created to sell mm, those products or services. It's the glue that keeps it all together. So, by having that formalized, you can show somebody, listen, this is how we, this is what we do and this is how we do it. Yeah. And that's what I'm selling. Um, and what sure. Tim alluded to just a second ago is, and what we spoke about a bit earlier on, is defining your own role is mm. important because if we go back to the hats analogy, you know, all the different hats in the business, you could be marketing and finance mm. and management and also on the tools. Yeah. Um, you're very busy. Yeah. So, if you can define what each of those roles look like, you could either move them off to other employees yeah. or figure out what's most important or hire new people. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you can systemize those, move them off and back yourself out even further. Because you could even look at your role and the tasks sitting underneath that. Mm. And you could say, I um, am a selfish bastard and mm. I want the most high value um, tasks yeah or there needs to be i'm i'm costing the business the most Mm. so i need to be bringing in the most in Mm. terms of value yeah creating the most value Mm -hmm. so if there's any low value tasks there Mm. um which may be like admin related Mm. or um maybe like doing the work still so Mm -hmm. you're so like henry ford's out there putting wheels on the car yeah exactly that doesn't make much sense he he needs to be out there making deals to Mm. sell a thousand more more henry t fords or setting up new warehouses or making new suppliers or Mm. customers so um so yeah you can then like actually break down what your role is and cut out the low value ones Mm. so that you're focusing on high value only yeah absolutely And, and let's make it pretty clear that we're not suggesting that you define the roles to the point that Ford did. We don't want that because uh. <laughs> because what happens is it makes employees upset and depressed. Yeah, no, obviously, <laughs> so you, there's you, a lot of culture thinking yeah, here exactly. as well. But, yeah. but it's just an easy example to, to get across. Um, In our thinking about roles, mm. we, we with the, the client liaison mm. uh, admin person we brought in, mm. we, there was a lot of thinking about our culture. Yeah, absolutely. So, we were like, well, they're, a big part of their role is setting culture mm. and, and pushing forward with that because mm. they're going to be the one planning group activities and, and part of the team morale, like a big driving factor because mm. they don't have to sit there lodging tax returns. Yeah, if, if everyone's so, heads down doing work, they're yeah. the one that's up and about doing stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, for us, like that was a huge... We knew that that person was mm. going to be setting culture. Mm. So, it we had to consider culture as part mm. of defining the roles. Yeah, no pressure, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's definitely all valid points about why defining roles is important. Something that we haven't gone into really yet is how to define roles. 
Yeah. And it's are we, where's the time at? What are we? 3.35. So uh, I think a quick we're overview pushing. here would be... There's many ways you can do it. Yeah, there's many, many ways that no you can right do or this. Wrong way. Uh, you could write down the different sections of your business if you're selling yep. different products or different services. Or we'll we'll do another episode on one day. Yeah, all, yeah. all the different functions. And then you just literally list out the tasks required. Yes. Assign where people currently sit and yep. who does what. And then you can shift things around and really define the roles that way. Yep. This, is, this is the easiest way to do it. Yep. You could get each team member to write down their tasks. Yep. Which then you can try to group into similar... I guess, roles or activities. Yeah. You might find there's too much overlap in certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's, there's all sorts of ways to do it. We've even seen it done based on cost, yep. current money and future money mm-hmm. because then the different elements of the business all, all flow into there. Like cost could be admin, finance. Yep. And there's probably more, but I can't think of them. Lots of things. And then future money is like marketing mm-hmm. um, and customer service. Yep. And current money is whatever tasks need to be done to earn the money, so whether yeah. that's producing the good or service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's lots, of, lots, so many different ways to do it, but today's podcast is really about the Get, positives and, and getting it in your mind that you should go it. start doing this. Start thinking about yeah. it. There's the first step. Yeah. Uh, because you, you'll know already. Mm. Uh, you'll be able to look at your business and the people in it and roughly know roles. Yeah. And then even just the, the very thing of thinking about it, mm will start um, hitting home to you like, oh, yeah, maybe I could change a few things around and just yeah. be like, just reshuffle that to them. Yeah. And then, yeah, and just make things more more streamlined. Absolutely. It's all positives. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Like it. All right. Well, I think that's probably the topic for today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey, Dan, um, mm. I've just thought about it and I'm thinking about your role in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, how would you define that? I don't um, let's just think here. Um, uh, humor. Um, that's uh, my, I'm responsible for humor. Uh, I'd be responsible for technical um, marketing, mostly um, organization. Uh, how do you define your role? <laughs> I said the budgets. Oh, good, I, uh... good, good, good. Uh, Good. Sometimes I think up content. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your tight ass tip. It's very valuable Look, part of the part of the role. I turn up whenever we need to record. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in this room. All right. You can't undervalue. No, you're a very that. you're a very valuable member of the team, Tim, and we all appreciate you. When you say what who's we? Have you got a turd in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> me me and and the listeners. Okay. And the listeners. Oh, no, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Are you calling our listeners turds in pockets, Tim? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've just undone 20 minutes of good content. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it rolls around here. Yeah, you it know is. that. It is. All right. Well, uh, Tim, do you have another thing? Uh, I do. Today's a big day. If you're a music fan, Australian music fan. Tame Impala. Tame Impala. Have you listened listen to it yet? Is it good? I've listened to a few of the tracks, but I really want to. I'm a big like fan of sitting down and listening to an album mm. from start to finish. Yep. And so I'll chuck it on later this afternoon when I'm just doing some work and mm. I can focus on listening to it. But mm. yeah, super keen. And it felt like so long ago. Like they announced last year they were going to be releasing it on Valentine's Day this year. Yeah, I remember that too. So that felt like like it was never going to come around, and we're here already. I do remember hearing it and talking to you about it because I think you told me because I'd listened to that single they released and I really liked it yeah. and you were like, oh, it's coming out on Valentine's Day. I was like, that's forever it's away. So far away. We're here. And we're here. It's scary. We're here. 
So, um, yeah, if you haven't listened to Tame Impala before, check out that new album. Mm. If you're a fan of Tame Impala, check out the new album. <laughs> Let nice. us know what you think. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my other thing this you? week is um, a, a, something that I discovered last night. So, you might know, and I've spoken to three different people in the office about this today <laughs> in length. Um, I love spaghetti bolognese, Tim. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm recently on a bit of a health kick and I'm trying not to eat that much pasta and rice and stuff. So, um, I, I haven't had much spaghetti. Yeah. I, I make a little bit of bolognese sauce, like some yeah. vegetarian bolognese sauce that I, that I eat without pasta and rice for lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just not the same. No, nah, you need something. It's not the same. So, last night, mm. I was shopping at Audi mm-hmm. and out of the corner of, of my eye, cat pointed out, she said, oh, look, there's like black bean pasta. Mm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. So, we went and picked up the box and we had a look mm. at it and... Um, yeah, it's pasta made out of black beans. Pretty good. And it doesn't have, you know, as much mm. carbs and... Less carbs and more protein. 20 grams of protein per serve. How good's that? Mm. That's epic. I can't imagine normal pasta has mm. really any protein in it. It's good because it's hard to get um, a good serving of legumes. Mm. It's legumes, right? Yes. Exactly. Hard to get a good serving of legumes and they're yeah. really healthy. Yeah, black beans are really good for you. They're full of like protein and iron. You're not going to sit there and eat a bowl of black beans, are you? No, I I put black beans in a lot of my food. Yeah. Because I try and boost my protein and and iron content. I would hazard a guess though that you couldn't get the amount of black beans you just ate in the pasta. No. In any of your other meals. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I heard another good way to do that was um, you could make a Mexican pizza with like a red bean paste. Mm. Yeah. So paste it up. Make it a little bit spicy and, good idea. And, and tasty. And then that could be your sauce on the pizza. It's a really good idea. But I just love that people are inventing things like this. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Eh? <laughs> that's really uh, my other thing. That's good, that Dan. I can have spaghetti bowl again <laughs> and it's like all healthy. I did see a bit of pep in your step today. So, that's good. I'm I was, glad you're I was stoked. You would have uh, really appreciated the uh, Survivor Reward Challenge the other day then when yeah, I went to Mama's. It's basically why I had, uh, <laughs> had spaghetti because I was watching that with Kat and she uh, looks at me and she's like, you'd love that. And I was like, I would. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, I'm up to date with that now too. How good Survivor? Yeah. So you've watched really all six show. episodes. I have. Mm. Yeah, no, it's going good. There's Exile Island and... Mm, and Shani. Uh, and looks uh, like they're going to... Do a draft next week or something like that, or uh, yeah, they all. Yeah, Ish. sometimes they swap. They yeah. swap. Um, I wasn't expecting the Exile Island to happen at right. this point. Is that early? What happens there? So only one person comes back. So they both go and they sleep on like the beach with no shelter, and it's like real crap. <laughs> and um, and then they've got to do some type of contest the next day, and it could be anything. It could be like a physical challenge. It could be right. the first one to make a fire. It could be yeah, 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 a yeah. puzzle. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that could happen, and then whoever wins gets to go back to the tribe, cool. and whoever loses is out of the game. I feel like because it's Shani and Zach... They so probably won't make it a full physical challenge. No, it's not going to be physical, otherwise it won't be fair. They'll want something that's competitive, surely. People seem to like Shani more than Zach. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Shani. I don't, know. I don't mind Shani. She's not pulling her weight. Yeah, but she's, she's good just, at playing the game. She's good at playing the game. She definitely isn't as strong in the physical mm. um, challenges. But later on in the game, it stops becoming about that. Yeah, so, she'll be she'll be mm. a huge player. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone keeps the physical players now, but as soon yeah. as it gets to one tribe, they're 
they're gone. Really? They're the first to go. Because they're the... Because um, they could win. Yeah, they're the biggest so right, risk. Uh, yeah, right now they're threats. the biggest asset because it means your tribe doesn't have to go vote. But Maybe as soon as it gets to that point, it's like, well, if that guy can hold himself up for a while, <laughs> yeah. we're gone. We are fucked. Yeah. yeah, cool. Anyway, Survivor, great stuff. Good Survivor show. That's my other things. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us about Accounting Business Expo or about where you choose to get your hair done, mm-hmm. um, send <laughs> us an Instagram message uh, at two drunk accountants on Instagram. Two drunk pod. Two drunk. I think on podcast? I think on Instagram it's at two drunk accountants. Two drunk accountants uh, on Facebook. Oh no, sorry. Instagram is at two drunk podcast. Either way, just search two drunk accountants will <laughs> come up. Facebook is two drunk accountants. Um, Twitter is at Too Drunk Podcast and the email is Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So get in touch with us, send us some messages. We love getting feedback. We did get a message from Brendan. We haven't replied to him yet. Uh, was the message from Brendan about thinking about getting into accounting? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I a did. Lot of questions I on did that. reply. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say it. Doesn't yeah. notify me. He hasn't written back yet. Oh, come on, Brendan. Come on, Brendan. We wrote back to you. I wrote back to you, mate. Yeah, we should. We should, probably should I'm cover kidding, that. Brendan, we don't we worry probably about should it. cover that topic. One a day. lot of people ask that, actually. We do get a lot of questions about that. Um, but yeah, um, this week also, it's back on. If you add us, I will give you or <laughs> Tim will give you a personal message. Nice. Okay. One thing we like, one thing we dislike. <laughs> nice. I love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll calculate it. Bye-bye.